Today's episode is brought to you by Bloody Buddy. And just wait, this is not your typical I just want to chat podcast Bloody Buddy ad that I normally have in the beginning of every episode. This is a special breaking news alert for this week, November 16th. Today's November 16th. Bloody Buddy right now is running the best sale that they've ever had. This is the lowest that the cups have ever been. And you could use my code WANTACHAT for 10% off of your purchase in addition to the already amazing sale price. You can go use my code WANTACHAT at bloodybuddycup.com to get 10% off of your purchase of your Bloody Buddy Cup. It will change your life. It will change your life. Having period freedom, being able to be on your period and not have to think about it because you're not changing your pad or your tampon all the time and not having to buy all these products every month and being able to have something that is sustainable and cost-effective and comfortable throughout your period is amazing. It will change your life. Buy them as gifts. Buy them as favorite things, party gifts. Buy them for the, your favorite your favorite gal pals. And use our code WANTACHAT for an extra 10% off of their already amazing sale price at bloodybuddycup.com. Okay, now on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet and brief and everything because we have a lot to get to. Today, Nicole Keel came on. We talked about everything with, you know, the red re-release, the rollout, the press, the discourse, all of it. We talked about it together and we went over our favorite songs and like our new impressions of the album, etc. We talked about it with Nicole. She is so great. She is so fun. You will love it. We, later on in the episode, we talked about Adele and the one night only special that she had with Oprah. We talked a little about like the new um, like Twilight. I wouldn't call it news, but like the new Twilight information that we've gotten from Kristen Stewart. We talked about that a little bit later in the show. And then also I gave a couple like quick succession thoughts at the end. So stay tuned. It should be a good one. Hello, everybody. We are in for a treat. We are here with someone who has done the work. She understood the assignment. She knew what she had to do to come on the I Just Want to Chat podcast tonight. It's Nicole Keel, Taylor Swift super fan, love of my life, greatest girl on earth. Hello, Nicole. Wow. Compliment me some more. This is great. Okay. Right before recording, I told her that she looks like she works at a Sephora because I'm looking at her right now and she's wearing a black long sleeve with like a red stripe on her shoulder. It looks very Sephora-esque and that is the highest praise. Oh, it has a whole rainbow. But but displayed to me is only... You can see the red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's my favorite Sephora employee and she's my favorite Disney um, fanatic, Taylor Swift fanatic. Don't know why I mentioned Disney. We're not talking about that today. Unless, do you have any pressing Disney thoughts? You know, they're reimagining Toontown. And that you, sounds a great idea. <laughs> I was thinking about it. So in my last couple times at Disneyland, I don't think I've gone to Toontown. Even... We don't usually hit it up. Like if Mickey's house was still there, like if he was still they're meeting people but nobody's meeting anybody right now because we yeah. went over the summer and we made big plans to go hang out in there and then we like basically made it to the door and then we like grouped up with my family and everyone's like why don't we go on the rides over like do like small world and stuff so we didn't even go in so i'm excited about a toontown revamp yeah usually the lines to meet the characters over there are like so long compared to just meeting them in town square main street whatever so yeah i don't usually venture over there and the rides that are over there aren't really worth it so yeah of mickey and minnie's runaway railway 
and whatever else they're doing. I'm excited to see it. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, but no, but we're going to still talk about it for a second. When, when are they going to do the princess and the frog ride? If anybody doesn't know, they're revamping Splash Mountain, but I'm sure you've known. I'm sure your aunt has posted about it and been angry about it on Facebook. They're revamping uh, the insensitive Splash Mountain to uh, Princess and the Frog. Yes, which Splash Mountain is my favorite ride. The ride itself isn't problematic, but the movie that it's modeled after. Yeah. It's not great. So when the news first dropped, I was pretty disappointed just for like nostalgic purposes knowing that it was going to be different even though you know I know the history so I know that it's all inherently a good change but you know the zippity doodah of it all I was sad but anyway I'm not sure the timeline of that yet um I don't think they've like released it I know when they made that first announcement I think they were just trying to like get ahead of the things because that was right around like the George Floyd situation Mm -hmm. So I think they were just trying to say, hey, we're reimagining Splash Mountain so that, just so you guys know, like, we're on top of that. There is no racism here. There's none. In a, in a place all. that Walt Disney founded, you won't find a lick of racism anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but so I think that it was like a premature announcement. I, I haven't heard anything about a timeline. Side, side note. Okay, two side notes. Number one, the last time I rode Splash Mountain, as I was riding through, I was like, this is going to be like the most expensive revamp ever. Like they're going to have to put millions of dollars into this because there's so much crap in that ride. And it's a long ride. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like if they're going to refit the whole thing, it's going to be insane. Number two, unrelated, but related. Did you ever buy those like theories and ideas that Disney animators were like slipping like hidden penises into stuff and like hidden <laughs> like... Like hidden things like like that in a uh, the Lion King like there's like the word sex in like the clouds or something. Lion King, yeah. All right, do yeah. you uh, subscribe I mean, to those conspiracies? Wait, um, repeat that whole sentence. Your said, computer broke. Oh, I hate that. Um, I said I've definitely seen like the YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So it seems like maybe some of those things were legitimately there for a time um or are they truly like taylor swift easter eggs good segue by me where like people look for stuff and then they find it yes because the little penis on top of the castle and little mermaid i buy that one yeah (laughs) because it looks like it oh yeah there's like the priest situation do you know what i'm talking about no no okay Let's just not talk is it, about it. Is it worth a Google? Yeah, yeah Google that it later. <laughs> could be a sketchy Google, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, take this part out. <laughs> but, no, I'm um, leaving it in. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. Do you want me to tell you about it? I'll tell you about it, but then yeah, take this part out. So apparently- I'm not taking like, it out. <laughs> no, you have to. <laughs> okay, when- <laughs> so You could say it now on the record or- I'll say it, but you might not want to put it in. There's a priest marrying like Ariel and Eric, and he like gets an erection. Okay. Yeah. There's I that. think I'll leave this in. I don't think it that's that bad. <laughs> so there's that, um, which seems like pretty 
legitimately there but then I feel like the sex in the sky in Lion King that's just if you're looking for it that is the TikTok conspiracy theorists looking for Easter eggs in Taylor Swift material yes. that is what that is Nicole you are a natural that was a great segue so let's just get into it then now that we've established <laughs> sex in Disney um okay I want to die <laughs> it's been a it's been a weekend it's been a weekend the night that the red album came out the re-release Taylor's version I did my live um my live listen through my uh companion guide that I just want to chat Taylor's version companion guide check it out if you haven't it was a good time um but now it's been days and it's been many listens new favorites have emerged new ones that I don't really care for anymore have fallen down my list so let's just kind of go back and forth for a little bit and then later on we'll talk about like the discourse around the album theories the short film the music video and then a little bit later on in the show we'll talk about Adele and then at the end of the show I'll give like a quick little succession recap so there's a little rundown of what's going to happen Taylor oh my goodness I almost just called you Taylor Swift but no I'm even luckier Nicole is here Nicole after having read Taylor's version in your life for a weekend, what are your thoughts now? I am very satisfied overall. I feel like all of it just got a glow up, right? Her voice mm-hmm. is heard. Everything's cleaned up. And I feel like the vault songs are very good. All too well. 10 minute version was great. Phenomenal even. Let's. Let's talk about the the 10 minute all too well first, because I got a few comments saying that one, people were disappointed that I listened to the leak for a couple of reasons. One, for like ethical reasons. Yes, I shouldn't have done it. And two, and again, I only listened to the leak all too well 10 minute version. I didn't like listen to anything else. Um, But two, because my reaction on the show sucked. Like somebody said like, I was listening to the whole show and I was so excited to hear how you would like react to the all too well. Then you were like, yeah, I already listened to it. Yeah. I don't like this part. <laughs> um, so now let's like just really dive into our thoughts. It's very good. Let's talk about like the music part. If you were allowed to have your way, would you want it to be produced like how it is? Or would you want it to just sound just like all too well and just extended? That's what I would want. That is what I wanted. And that with upon the first listen, I was like, oh, this is different. I feel like we have like a synthesizer kind of going on in the background. Did you say this one was produced by Jack Antonoff? Yes. And I went back through my tweets. Like I searched Jack Antonoff's name because I remembered that I'd said this. Like Mm -hmm. the day that she announced that she was going to re-record. I said, please, for the love of all that is holy, keep Jack Antonoff away from the re-records. This yeah. was before folklore. So I do know that he does good things. And he does he did amazing thing with things with Lord, amazing things with Lana Del Rey. But I just I never have liked what he does with Taylor Swift. August was great. It was a banger. Yeah. Folklore had its good stuff. But other than that, keep him away for all that is holy. 
fully. Keep them away from the most valuable. Yeah. In the entire discography, discography. Keep them away from all too well. No, that doesn't mean that I hated it, but I would have preferred track number five, music, mm-hmm. to to what we got. Yes. Um. He just doesn't. Yeah, like everything's like too like synth. Everything is too. Um, I don't know. Reduced. Yeah, like. And I will say, okay, so I'm just starting off with complaints, but overall I give the song an A. Like it, it was great and it was yes, a lyri- lyrically mostly everything that I wanted. I'm so happy that it exists. I think I'll reach for this one more than the five minute one. But the like last minute and a half I could do without I feel like that's a cop out. <laughs> 10 minutes, but. All right, guys, oh, yeah. if this part seems a little choppy, it's because we just had to make some quick edits for audio reasons. But knowing what we know now, we've heard the song. Do you believe that this is as she wrote it, production aside, as she wrote it in 2011? Do you think that these are the real verses that she wrote back in the day? So I feel like if you took F the patriarchy out of it, I would believe that this was all written in 2011. But I'm not sure that that phrase was popular at that time or even like coined at that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, Taylor Swift didn't really swear in her songs. She says hell in the lucky one in red. And I think that's the only swear word on this album. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, On the red, yeah, on like the original album. Yeah. Now we have some F words, um, but like she didn't say the F word in her music at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to believe that it would have been in there. But at the same time, she did say she just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and knew that parts of it would be cut out. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Neither here nor there. And like the the just between us to the love affair, Mame You Too, that sounded very... um, folklore and very like evermore e, but like mm-hmm. she's always had it in her she's always been a great songwriter and it doesn't matter when it was written but it's always like something that I'm trying to separate I'm always trying to separate Taylor Swift like the musician from I feel like the only way I could say it is like her personality which is so mean but like there's times where she says things or like I tried to watch her Seth Meyers interview and stuff I'm like this is cringy man I can't oh. do it yeah, I did watch that. Yeah, like, or her on Jimmy Fallon. I'm like, this is cringy, man. I can't do it. I'll just listen to the music. I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, and then so like the, these like beautiful like pictures and stories and stuff that she creates. I, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm just saying, I don't think that this is a song that she wrote in 2011, but it doesn't matter because we have it now and it's like so good. I don't know if it all was written at the same time for realsies, but, but I'm yeah, glad, that we, I'm have glad it. that we have it now. I'm glad that it's been compiled. We get the full story and we can hate Jake Gyllenhaal even more, right? Yes. Speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal, has anyone checked in on Jake Gyllenhaal? Because like, 
so he did make his first post today oh did he yeah but it's not like not about like taylor or anything he actually like made the um the post like the hashtag justice for julius thing um i'm so bad i need to grab um julius jones is that his name yeah julius jones sorry guys that took me a second because i just yes 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 so bad of me like i only knew like the hashtag was only coming to my mind anyway he he posted about that which was one a nice thing to do two a very good call Um, where it's like if he's gonna his first thing being spoken is about you know something good well you know like we're raising awareness for using his voice for kids yeah yeah um and on that note did everybody see john mayer's response oh my god somebody i'm worried about him okay everybody knows he's my problematic fave i do love him (laughs) deeply and he responded to a random dm because he's been getting a lot of hate dms he responded to a random dm and was just like hi just chose your dm at random i'm getting a lot of these sincere question for you do you really want me to die and the girl like freaked out she's like what oh my gosh no i don't want you to die and then she sent him like a voice memo i'm worried about him yeah every time he gets really bad press he um he always like kind of spirals a little bit and then i know like the normal answer answer to that would be like well don't do bad things and you won't get bad press i do not want to sound like a sympathizer for bad behavior but but it is something that like when it comes to john it was something that happened 12 years ago i think or if it was on speak now then it happened 13 years ago and my take on the relationship i will be canceled for this my take has always been if we are to believe the relationship timeline of taylor swift and if we all buy the theory that she lost her virginity to Jake Gyllenhaal, don't at me. <laughs> Whatever she had with John Mayer couldn't have been serious to John Mayer. Couldn't have even been a relationship to John Mayer, I would assume. And this is coming from someone that has listened to hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of his interviews and everything. I do not know the man. Like but he it, saw it. Like maybe she saw the relationship as more than he did, perhaps yeah like i think she was invested in it but like they were never seen on like a date or anything they were never seen on a date like they performed together once and then they had their song that they like collaborated on do Mm -hmm. i believe that there was something of course they probably kissed and also this he was a d-bag and and he might still be i don't know he says he's changed i'm gonna believe him but I'm gonna believe him. <laughs> I'm just gonna take his word Mary, for it. Mary's gonna do that for him. I, I, I will go out on a limb and believe him. Um, <laughs> but like to me, and yes, he should not have been doing anything with a 19 year old. So let's get that out of the way first. Yes. Yes, 19 was too young. He should not have been sniffing around that at all. So that is a mistake, you know? But I've I've always read it as coming from somebody who was in this position often in life. 
she just it was probably like a unrequited love slash like this dude seemed invested maybe for a little tiny bit she thought it was something else and they both just misinterpreted what the other person was feeling or maybe john didn't misinterpret it and he did just disregard her feelings yeah and took advantage a little bit but again if we are to believe the jake gyllenhaal theory based on her lyrics and the timeline and the reminds you of innocence of it all Mm -hmm. it couldn't have been that serious with john mayer because he's a sexual dude i'm sorry to say it but he's very vocal about it Mm, so i just so i just feel like if we're gonna believe the jake gyllenhaal thing then we can't believe that the john mayer's uh relationship with it was that serious yeah that's true so so now that he's having to be accountable for something that happened 13 years ago like it's just it's gonna be so brutal but like when i look at the jake gyllenhaal thing i don't feel bad really for him at all like i mean maybe a smidge bad where i'm just like it would be weird like i don't feel bad but i do understand that it must be weird to have this like relationship that happened 10 years ago be rehashed you know oh totally yeah have people think like you're that exact same person that you were 10 years mm-hmm. ago but like you to this high standard yeah like i saw that video somebody did one of those like indoor taylor swift dance singing party things and they just had all these video screens of jake gyllenhaal and everybody just had like their middle fingers up and screaming all too well at him and i was like Ah, I feel a little <laughs> bit uncomfy with this, guys. I feel a little uncomfy, but still, I I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, does the punishment fit the crime? I don't know. Taylor Swift definitely entitled to write this stuff. And if this had happened a year ago, yes, drag him to hell, drag him to hell. And yes, still do all of it. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just saying I do feel I have sympathy for how weird it must be for him. But also, don't date a 20-year-old when you're 31. Right, yeah. Don't don't do whatever Dylan O'Brien had to recreate in that video because it probably <laughs> came from real stuff and that was physically painful. We'll get to the short film in a minute. But yeah. Yikes. Anyway, the all too well 10-minute version was really good. What is your current fave from the album if we take the all too wells away from? are voting okay let's see i really love treacherous of course Mm -hmm. state of grace um what would you say is is the most improved of the original not including like bonus tracks vault tracks whatever um of the original i would say treacherous i think vocally yeah i think i knew you were trouble really got improved vocally i almost do really 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 good that that's i think my favorite vocal one but the one that like transports me the most and like was like a gut punch was treacherous but it is like already one of my favorite songs ever right yeah but i almost do was one of those songs where i didn't listen to it a ton beforehand because I didn't feel like her vocals were on par mm-hmm. with the rest of the album perhaps like it's not like it was bad she's a famous singer oh and the um delivery of the lucky one 
amazing. Oh my gosh. The like passion. how she yes. Yeah, like how she phrases everything. I just couldn't stop thinking about Britney Spears the whole time. Oh. Oh my gosh. That's another thing that happened this past week. Britney is free. Yes. Not to be too all over the place, but yes, the lucky one, Britney. Britney is free. Hooray. I I wish I knew enough about it to really like deep dive and report on it. I feel like at some point after we got into like the Lou Taylor of it all and like there were all these different players and like who do we trust? Who we who do we not trust? Is she running her Instagram? Is she not running her Instagram? I was just like, all right, this one I'm just gonna listen to the experts on it. Like I'm just gonna That's much, a good like, call. much like how the people on TikTok should start listening to me when I talk about Taylor Swift and stop telling me that I'm being wrong. I'm gonna say listen to the experts. Listen to the experts. The comments on those TikTok videos, like trying to tell you that songs are about different people than what you think they're about. I'm like, guys, I'm, just I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not just shooting from my oh, hip here. If yeah. people, okay, that can, you're wrong. Okay. You guys are wrong. <laughs> this brings me to a point that I want to talk about with Taylor Swift and her lyrics. So over the weekend, I released, I, I re-released my, my Mary's version of my TikTok, like what every song on red is about tiktok mm-hmm. and it got some traction and there were a lot of comments a lot of people being like no it's not this happened where i'm like i knew you were trouble we have reason to believe that it's about harry styles and her first fling and harry i say styles. and i say i said we know that they had a fling before their 1989 relationship and everyone goes they didn't even know each other it's like oh well mm-hmm. like i just told you like they did or people will be like Oh, you said that um, we are never ever getting back together. It's about Jake Gyllenhaal, but she said that he like never said that he loved her. But then in the song, it says like, he calls me up and I still love you. Guys, sometimes it is my belief that Taylor Swift and other artists, like everything I don't think is like based in history. Yeah, like maybe- I think that they could take a concept, especially when it comes to like a pop song where she's working with producers like Max Martin and Johan Schellback. I, and they're trying to make like a radio friendly hit. She could be taking a basic concept and then just expanding it. She did that a couple of times in 1989. That's basically what all of folklore is. You know, it's like, it's a concept. So like people, they keep trying to like, um, comb through every lyric and be like oh no like this song can't be about this person because he didn't do this at this time and this one doesn't fit this one and this one doesn't fit this one and sometimes it's that deep but really a lot of times it's not that deep yeah sometimes she's just trying to write a catchy pop song song yeah. okay and maybe not every single lyric means something hate to break it to you hate to be but the bearer of bad news that's probably the case yes. although yes she has given us the gift of many very personal lyrics however yeah sometimes I think they're just that they're just yeah boring. like sometimes it's just her being like a good pop song writer yeah. I don't know what's your favorite of the vault tracks I was gonna ask you that okay so let's just go through them all <laughs> um okay better man I didn't know was like already a song but I really like it I'd never heard the Sugarland version right that's the sugar Sugarland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think last time I think that that one right now is my most listened to 
I never like the oh not Sugarland. It's a little big town. Oh, okay. My apologies. Babe is the Sugarland one. And that one, like I haven't even listened all the way through to okay. except for that first time. So I really like Better Man. I think that my favorite is nothing new. Mm-hmm. Same. Um I'm not sure how that one got left on the cutting room floor. Heartbreaking. Yeah, the, but then like Girl at Home made it. That I'll never understand. And it is important. <laughs> it's important to remember that Girl at Home was like a Target track. So it was like a bonus, oh. bonus track. Okay. And, but yeah, this Girl at Home, I will admit the first time I listened to it on air, I was like, okay, this is a different song and I do not like this. Mm-hmm. And like, I still don't love it, but it has grown on me. It's grown on me a little bit. The Elvira remix, if you the will. Elvira remix. <laughs> what is that? I don't know who this chick is. You know, I feel like it has a place at like a dance party, karaoke mm-hmm. party, whatever. I think that's great. Yeah, I probably won't reach for it um, very often. But Yeah, nothing new is a gut punch. And I love all the TikToks about it. So good. I So good. I am obsessed with it. I think that's probably my most listened to other than Better Man. Mm, then I bet you think about me next level. How was that one not on the real album? That's what I think. Yes. Um, here's the deal. I am not a big country fan. I, I have a hard time getting past the twang of it all. Mm-hmm. But when I watched the music video today, it made me like the song more. I was like, mm, okay, I like this. I really like this. <laughs> the music video was very cute. I really did like it. Yeah, I, it um, and I was like shocked to see Miles Teller, especially because I thought that he was going to be like kind of semi-canceled because of the vaccine thing. But Has I- been anti-vax? I haven't kept up. Well, yeah, he, well, like what you got to know, much like Aaron Rodgers, he's best friends with uh, Shailene Woodley. Oh. Okay, that's all I need to know. Yeah, so I think that that's like the beginning end of it. Okay. <laughs> but he um, like, <laughs> he, I don't know if he lied about his vaccination status or what, but he shut down a movie set in September because he did have COVID. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so that is a weird choice. Yeah, it was that movie that he took over for Army Hammer. Like Army Hammer was supposed to play in this movie that was going to be about the making of The Godfather. Hmm. And either it's a movie or like a mini series, but Miles Teller took the part over. And then production got shut down. Yeah. And then like they started back up again. But be. then but then he was seen at a baseball game showing his vaccine card. Hmm. So people don't know if like he went back and got it. I don't know. Yeah, the music video, I was surprised that she cast Miles Teller, even though I do like him. I do like The Spectacular Now, one of my favorite movies. Have you ever seen that movie? No, actually. Ooh, it's a good one. You got, it's a good, it's the one with him and Shailene Woodley. It's like where they met. Oh. It's a really, really good, like, romance. Okay, I'll watch it. But also, it's like very polarizing. Like, people either love it or hate it. And sometimes people are like, what was that movie even about? But I really love it. Um. I love movies like that, so yeah. I'm sure I'll yeah. like it. <laughs> you must watch it. 
Um, anyway, I bet you think about me. I'm shocked that they didn't make her put it on the real album and then like make it a country single and try to sell it more as a country album. Because I think it was great. I don't love Message in a Bottle. I think she was right to cut that one. Basically, the ones that we haven't mentioned yet, I think that she was right to cut it. Babe, I think she was right to cut that one. Babe and Message in a Bottle have the same vibes to me. And I don't not like Mm -hmm. that. Like, I think they're both fun bops. Message in a bottle is fun. Mm-hmm. I like the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, this is fun. This I, is jam. I can't I can't really tell message in a bottle, message in a bottle and the very first night apart. Like oh, those yeah. two sound very similar to me. Forever yeah. Winter is a very weird song to me. Like the lyrics are so sad, but then the beat so does not match. It doesn't. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Like the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, I really like this just based on the beat. That's usually what I hear first. Mm-hmm. And then like upon a re-listen, I will hear the lyrics. So well, yeah, like the first I was like, what is what is happening in this song? This is ter- this is terrible. Yeah, like the first verse, of course, it. I was like, oh, it's like it'll be a forever winter if you go. Like I thought it was like romantic. And, and then like, oh, no, and then sweet. I started listening to it more. I'm like, wait, what? Like this is very sad. Um it's- I, but that was a good one, but she was probably probably right to cut that one as well. Yeah. Ronan, I still haven't listened to. I started to listen to it oh. for a little bit. I can't do that one. Same. I, I feel like those two songs are both songs that like, if you have any personal experience with, mm-hmm. with suicide or if you have children or have experienced loss in any capacity, you can't do it. Yeah. And yeah, for me, it's the having kids thing. I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. Can't and do it. I know people who have lost kids and I, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't make it very far. I cannot listen to that one. Um, yeah. And the run song with Ed Sheeran, don't love it. She was right to cut that one. I, all in all, other than nothing um, new and better man. And I bet you think about me, she made good choices. I don't think I would replace any of the songs on the real album Red with anything except we heard (laughs) oh i would take starlight out and put nothing new in there we could replace those and sad beautiful tragic even i think i would replace that one with um better man i like sad beautiful tragic it's fine it's sad i don't think it's anyone's favorite yeah (laughs) it's not one you really like reach for i guess you're really depressed or something yeah. I'm going to say run. I like run for what it is. Um, but it like, it sounds more like an Ed Sheeran song and she's true. The, um, what do you call it? The, not the guest star, <laughs> the guest star on the song. <laughs> the featured artist. There we go. The featured artist. That's, that's how I feel like it sounds. It could totally be on the radio as mm-hmm. an Ed Sheeran song. It's not a bad song. I just don't feel like it's um, Taylor Swift caliber, perhaps. Yeah, it, it's just kind of like bland. I think, I don't know. Didn't love it, but everything has changed. That one, I think, had a good glow up. That was a good one. That's always um, been one of my very favorites. Yeah. That sounds like a Taylor Swift song featuring Ed Sheeran. Not the other way around. <laughs> the, the way that the universe intended. Yes, I love that one. Um, 
I think now it's a good time to talk about the the short film of All Too Well. Mm. Oh my gosh. Sadie Sink needs to be a movie star. Like, I don't think that the dialogue was great. Like, I don't think she was given amazing material. Like, I kind of cringe at that. You dropped my hand scene. Because it was just like four F words per 10 seconds. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not acting. That's just yelling. I don't know. But like, they were doing the best with what they were given, I'm assuming. But she just looks like a star. Oh my gosh. The ability to be able to act without words, right? Like to tell that whole story minus the fighting scene um, without saying anything mm-hmm. is, is brilliant. Like, oh man, she did sold you, me. Like, did you know? Do that party, and they were playing it. I was just like, Sadie, no, Sadie. <laughs> like, she sold me. Sadie was Taylor in that moment. Yes. <laughs> did you know that she's dating Joe Alwyn's little brother, Patrick? what I yeah yeah no okay that makes sense why taylor the connection think to reach out to her mm-hmm. as like, the, really like stranger things the casting is perfect and i watched a video about it it's like not only are they like good actors and there's like that age gap there which you need mm-hmm. but the age gap that they were when they both like were coming onto the scene like he was a teen star and we all remember him as a teen star oh, like 10 yeah. years ago. And then she was a teen star recently. Like she was playing a 14 year old, not that long ago on stranger things. Mm-hmm. So in our mind, and that was kind of the last thing that we all saw her in. So in our mind, we're like, Oh, she's still like that young girl. Like I was shocked that she was 19. Cause I always thought that she was Millie, Bro- Millie Bobby Brown's age. And I don't think Millie Bobby Brown is 18 yet. Let me check riff for a um... second my guess is she's 17 yeah maybe 18 i don't know they're she's 17 she's 17 okay um yeah and yeah sadie sink is 19 born in 2002 that is shocking to me to read that born in 2002 age 19 um but the fact that we met her as a child and we met him as a teen and we met him long ago as a teen so like it was extra ingrained yeah extra ingrained in us very 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 it was a gut punch it was so good dylan o'brien beautiful i've never really watched anything that he's been in like i've seen the maze runner movies but like they didn't really leave an impact impact on me like it could have been anybody playing his role and I never watched Teen yeah, Wolf. I've never seen Teen Wolf. Um, I, but I'm, yeah. but I didn't I'm now into it. Was, like a week and a half ago. I'm like, don't know, Brian. I don't think I know who that is. <laughs> well, and I always. But now I do. I always confuse him with Logan Lerman. Oh, who's Logan Lerman again? That sounds so familiar. He's in the Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, yeah. And, and he looks just like the dude from 13 Reasons Why, but he's not the dude from 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> There's like a hive of like these white boy teenagers playing sad kids in movies. He does look like the kid from 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. And like that hive is this dude, that dude, and the other dude. Dylan O'Brien, Logan Lerman, 13 Reasons Why, Clay Jensen guy. Who else could we add in there? Josh Hunterson. We could add him to the oh the sad white boy teen sad dystopia movie hive. From like 
nine, 10 years ago. One of them was Percy Jackson. I'm not sure who. One of those four. Logan Lerman was Percy Jackson. I know that because I'm on his Wikipedia right now. And I just learned that he is five days older than me. We almost have the same birthday. Cute. Wow. Would you trade lives with him? No, thank you. No. (laughs) You know, after listening to the lucky one, I realized I don't, I don't need to be famous. (laughs) That was my question all throughout the album. Is fame worth it? Fame. Is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Short film. This is something that we need to talk about. Another Taylor Swift fan theory that I keep seeing now. I need everyone to listen up and listen real close. I love you all. Swifties, I love you. I'm among you. I feel you. I am you. This movie is never going to be nominated for an Oscar. We can't even call it a movie. It is a music video. The fact that I have seen so much content campaigning for her to be nominated for an academy award for this short film guys we need to get real for just a minute we love her we love her it's not that this is not that this is not going to be that this time people i even saw this one video where it's like all too well easter egg and the easter egg is the short film itself taylor swift made the all too well short film so it could be oscar eligible because jake gyllenhaal is an actor and jake gyllenhaal has never won an oscar so many there's so many things to address with that line of thinking number one the fact that people think that she wants to get one step closer to an egot to screw over this dude that she dated 10 years ago and not not just for the ego right right she will get an egot someday but it's yeah, not going to be for the video. Yeah, d- and definitely probably not for acting either. I'm just going to say. But um, she'll have to do it another way. Like she'll have to do it like the John Legend way. She'll, yeah, she'll have to write a song. And I believe it will happen. And I believe that she'll win a Tony too. I believe that she'll write a jukebox musical. Um, or at least I pray. But guys, it's, it's not going to happen. How cool would it be? It's not going to happen. I'm so sorry. And I mean, they're shooting their shot. They did put it in a movie theater in New York City for the amount of time that it needs to <laughs> to be in a theater to be nominated, which is almost embarrassing, I feel like, just because it's not going to be nominated for an Oscar. Again, I'm so sorry to say that. But that is um, that is the, reality. Uh, the reality of it. Um, but we're still so blessed. Let's take the Oscar dream out of it and just be thankful for what we have, you know? Yes. (laughs) Also, that brings me to just like another little piece of discourse. Um, The Easter eggs. What do you think is coming next? Um, I, I honestly have no idea. I have managed to avoid any sort of TikTok conspiracy theories on the matter in recent days. Um, I want it to be speak now. I think it will probably be 1989 because that's see that's the thing we all thought was going to come next. Like I was, 
I was shocked that this wasn't 1989 and I'm shocked that she's not just trying to push out 1989 as fast as she can. Right. For like the monetary purposes of it all. But for a few reasons now I'm thinking, because I don't think that she has the time to do a big rollout like she did with this album because fearless wasn't a big rollout right like she didn't really do many much like promo there were no music videos there was nothing like that mm-hmm. this one she went on a full a full press tour she did all the things she did music videos short films tons of press snl everything yes snl and i don't think that speak now will require that because that's kind of more of like a fan album and like yes it will do really well commercially but I think it'll probably be a whole other year until we get 1989. Because that's going to be a huge one. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I think that she'll be able to roll that one out really big. But but then again, that doesn't make business sense because like every day that Scooter or Shamrock Music Group, whatever, owns Shake It Off and she doesn't, she loses a ton of money. Right. Or Blink Space. Like, yeah. So like, and I kind of feel like she just needs to release it. Like these new eras are really fun. But like she's probably definitely going on tour this summer. I think she just needs to release 1989 and just get out of the way. But I think the spring will probably get Speak Now. And then next fall, we'll probably get a whole other rollout with 1989. And then I think we'll get Reputation the next spring. And then the next fall or something, she'll kind of round it out with debut. And then I'm still crossing my fingers that we get like the secret karma album. But then in that, <laughs> in all of that time too, we're probably going to want some new material because then it will be um, years, three years, years since evermore. Wow. She's, she's I big... feel like she'll have to dump them. I think that she'll have to be like, here's reputation. I always said, I just wanted this album to speak for itself here it is because she's not going to want to rehash any of the Kanye stuff she's not going to want to rehash anything from that album so I think if there will be a surprise drop it will be reputation the re-record she'll wake up one morning but also she's not even allowed to start on the re-record of reputation until 2022 I think November of 2022 oh does it have to be like a certain amount of years yeah like legally in her contract it was something like that like she there had to be a certain amount of time that was fast um that was your favorite album correct yes yeah same Uh, so like if that's gonna be next great i love it i'm here for it i need it okay yes um Um, i'm interested to see what she will do with better than revenge are we just gonna keep it as is are we gonna what are we gonna do there i I think i think she'll keep it as is all the proceeds will go to like um what's that one really good charity that does stuff with Dang it, now I can't think of it. Some sort of Me Too movement. Yeah, like I think that there will be a charity where all the proceeds are given to. There will be a notes app thing. The notes app. And then there will be a um, a uh, from the vault track about like hating the guy, not hating the girl. That was just, that just happened to be written in 2008, but it didn't. All right, everybody, I'm going to cut us off here because my son is screaming bloody murder downstairs and I don't know if anybody could hear it but I can he's with his dad like my husband's with them and stuff but it couldn't make for good recording but this was a good place to end it anyway um but real quick Nicole do you have any more thoughts that you would like to share 
just, you know, Taylor, we love you. Even though we had some criticism about a few things, but we still love you. Hey, this was a treat. The album. This okay. talk was a treat and Taylor Swift, Taylor's version was a treat. Um, all right. I will be back in a second to talk about Adele and Succession and, you know, anything else that I feel like chatting about. So stay tuned. Hello, it's me. Just just Mary this time. Um, it's a day later than I, I anticipated uploading this episode. I was supposed to like hop back on right after Nicole got off the phone. But then real life got in the way and I feel like I've been having too many of these kind of excuses lately. So you're going to have to forgive me. Sorry. One day, though, I promise I will dominate the world via podcast. And I'll have childcare. I'll have a soundproof office. I'll have a nanny. I'm just I'm just sitting here dreaming, you know, living the dream, thinking thinking about the dream. Um, you know, but we do have like two little things to talk about, maybe three. Surprise, surprise, last night after we were done recording, Nicole sent me a text and she was like, Wait, Miles Teller is vaccinated. Last night Miles Teller came out and made a tweet to let everybody know that like all the speculation about him being vaccinated or not being vaccinated is uh you know false um he wrote i'm trying to pull it up this is great podcasting i'm sorry he said hey guys i don't usually feel the need to address rumors on here but i am vaccinated and have been for a while the only thing i am is anti-hate and there's there's that so we need not worry i wasn't that worried because at the end of, I mean, I wasn't that worried in general, but at the end of the music video for I Bet You Think About Me, there's like a whole roll of credits that are all about like the COVID coordinators and all this stuff. So it seemed like a pretty like locked down safe set. So anyway, that, uh, that drama ended up being, uh, nothing ended up being just, you know, a, uh, a big box of nothing. Um, also, we have to talk about Adele. Just real quick. Did you guys all watch the Adele One Night Only? I have some thoughts. Beautiful. Amazing voice. I Watching her perform makes me emotional every time. It's like, like there's a few videos that I will watch online just to feel like inspired. Normally, there are any um, Super Bowl halftime show of any pop star. Adele should have done the Super Bowl this year. I wonder why that's not happening. I think this year it's like Eminem and like some rappers, I want to say. I need to fact check that one second. How dare I be Eminem and some rappers? This year it's going to be Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, and Snoop Dogg, who I saw like a couple weeks ago, Snoop Dogg, and it was so much fun. It was so much fun. So it'll be a good halftime show. But I'm surprised that Adele hasn't uh, gotten it yet. Quick reminder, Taylor Swift can't get it because she has like a contract with Coca-Cola that's supposed to expire in 2023. So maybe next year will be her year. And hopefully by that time, like the, like Taylor Swift is more like universally beloved. Like I don't think, I think this year would have been the first year where she could have maybe even actually done it without having like Twitter like breakdown. But any year before this would have been would have been some bad news for her. I don't think she would have done it. The backlash would have been too grand. But anyway, 
whenever I need to feel inspired, I will watch the Super Bowl halftime show of really any pop star. Beyonce, Madonna's, Madonna's emotionally moves me. Lady Gaga's emotionally moves me. Katy Perry's emotionally moves me. And then I will watch anything of Adele. Literally, her carpool karaoke. <laughs> any performance of her. Just seeing somebody who is just so comfortable because they know that they're great is so inspiring to me. Like, I was watching her Oprah interview and she was talking about, like, I think her workouts or how she's, like, found a lot of peace and, uh, like, exercise. And that's kind of, like, helped her out mentally a lot. And she was talking about, like, oh, I'm very good at boxing. And I'm very good at this. And I'm very good at that. I'm like, do I talk about anything in my life like that? And I was, like, inspired by just, here's this girl. We all want to be her best friend. She is great. And she knows she's great. And she's so great at knowing that she's great where it doesn't come off as cocky. And even if it did come off as cocky, we would all give her a pass. You know, we all love Adele. But it was a very inspiring night. But also inspiring, um, not inspiring, but emotional, was that proposal. At, at, towards the end, I was legitimately very, very moved. I was very moved. It was so sweet. And like seeing all the celebrities in the crowd. The celebrities were another thing. I was in my group chat with my friends about this. Weird group of people, man. It really looked like a, like, I don't think that these were Adele's friends. I think that these were high level Hollywood people who knew somebody who knew somebody and was like, hey, you want to go to the Adele show tonight? She's playing at Griffith Observatory, which is in and of itself a feat to block off that whole area, you know? But, like, Seth Rogen was there. Melissa McCarthy, not only was she there, she was, like, in the front row and, like, she had her hand over her heart the whole time. I'm like, are they buddies? I'm not sure if their buddy Selena Gomez was there. She's looking great lately. Um, Selena was there. Uh, Donald Glover was there. Just It was a random bunch. It was a random bunch of people. Um, but as far as the interview goes, I don't know if it's... Like, I didn't feel like she was withholding. And maybe I just have too high of standards after, like, the Meghan Markle interview. And, I mean, Oprah is one of the heroes of my life. So I've watched many an, many an Oprah video in my life, interview in my life. But I was just left wanting more, I think. Like, all of the... Like, like there was no big revelation. And maybe it's just because she doesn't have any, like, big revelations to give, which is great for her. But it just, the interview kind of seemed like almost like a waste of time. That doesn't even sound like the right way to put it. I just, I was left wanting more and it's very possible that there wasn't more. But I just, it was a little lackluster. Where like, I think that they were hoping to have their water cooler moment. But it just didn't, other than the pure beauty of her voice and her performance and just her personality, there wasn't that like, did you watch that last night? You know, like we were all talking about the Meghan Markle interview for a solid week, you know? And of course, again, there's no big revelations in Adele's life like that or that she's at least willing to give up. But so I think that the interview was slightly disappointing in that regard. But other than that, you know, it was, it was good. But I, easy on me hasn't really grown on me. 
my friend tweeted about how, um, other than, like, the divorce aspect, it reminded her of, like, getting married young, so now that has, like, you know, emotionally wrecked me because I got married when I was young, but I still haven't, like, really found a deep love for the song, and then the other new songs that she played also didn't really, like, strike me, so I'm anticipating that next week the new Adele album will come out. I will listen to it, and then I'll probably just promptly pop back over to red slash still on the phoebe bridgers train slash i really actually i don't think that i've listened to bo burnham in one week congratulations mary it's been one week without any bo burnham related nonsense congratulations you you did it um and then just last thing i wanted to talk about was this new like Kristen stewart article that came out about her and robert pattinson um as we all know she is on the Oscar campaign. She's on the Oscar campaign. She will talk to anyone. She will, you know, give any any kind of blurb. It's a side of her that we haven't really seen that often, you know? And there was a whole, like, Guy Fieri who, like... Did we all just learn how to say Guy Fieri? Because I, my whole life, have called him Guy Fieri. And I feel like that's what I've always heard him as, but... Now, every time I hear his name, is Guy Fieri. So, that's that's where we're at as a culture. Um, but there's that whole story about, like, how he's going to, like, officiate their wedding or something. Like, she's... A lot of weird, odd blurbs are coming up. But she has dodged the Twilight questions up until now. Um, but then she decided to give a little bit of... A little bit of Twilight backstory about Robert Pattinson. You know, and they typically, they don't really do it. They shy away from talking about each other. Their lives have gone, you know, in two different directions and they both seem very happy. Um, and I feel like there were so many complexities to their relationship. Like there was the public cheating scandal and then the fact that she is now out and very like vocal about the fact that she is lesbian and that like she knows that she doesn't want to like hide anymore. Like, so there's so, there's so many layers. And then he's like allegedly in love with Suki Waterhouse. I'm sure that he is in love with her, you know, but their, their relationship will always perplex me, I think. Um, but she finally gave us some Robert Pattinson Twilight tidbits. And it's kind of my favorite thing ever because she kind of admits what we've always thought where it's like Twilight, a good story at its core if somebody else had written it. And a, a good story at its core if it had completely different dialogue. You know? Like, the the actors in it were good, but, like, what they were given wasn't great. So she kind of finally admitted it, and I loved it. So I'm going to read it now. I guess backstory, apparently Catherine Hardwick, the uh, director of the first Twilight film, who, in my opinion, should have directed all of them. Shoot, dang it. Um, she brought in all of these dudes that were auditioning for Edward and she had Kristen Stewart make out with them at her house, which first of all, very awkward because Kristen Stewart was either 17 at that point or she was at least a senior in high school. Cause I remember all the stories about her having to like take classes at Forks high, like in between scenes because she had to get like so many education hours to be on the set. So that kind of makes me think that maybe she was 17 during filming or at least during the auditioning process. I don't know, but Here's the backstory. They're finally admitting that, yes, they know. Well, like, I mean, they've always talked about how they've thought that this was garbage, but they're finally admitting, like, we were good, but it wasn't, 
but like the script wasn't. She said to the New Yorker, mimicking a swoon at the memory of their kiss, Stewart said, it was just so incredible being with him. It was so clear who worked. I was just liter literally just like. The actor also noted that Pattinson shared her sort of intellectual approach that was combined with the, I don't give an F about this, but I'm going to make this sing to adapting Stephanie Meyer's best-selling books for the screen. Stuart, who also plays Princess Diana in the new movie Spencer, continued, and whatever. We were young and stupid, and not to say that we made it so much better, but that's what it needed. That's what they needed. And that's what anybody playing those parts needed to feel. They needed to feel what we felt. I'm sure that this doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but to me, it means everything. It means everything. Anyway, it's amazing that they're now like slowly starting to come out and kind of talk about Twilight just even a little bit. And they're now to the point where they could be like, yeah, it kind of sucked. And we were kind of like the best part about it. And like, even though our relationship didn't work out, like that's kind of what like the role needed. They needed us to like to be in love anyway. So anyway, you might think that that whole segment was stupid, but any Twilight related news, I just got to come out and say it. Have you guys, by the way, seen that weird cosplay Twilight, um, like reenactment that people did up in Forks? I think it was like a week ago or something. It's very weird. It's very weird. It's all over, over my For You page. Like my For You page right now is like for every six Taylor Swift related videos, my For You page right now is like six Taylor Swift related videos, one like random funny one, one random one about Kyle Rittenhouse or whatever, like things about his case. And then the next one is a Twilight cosplay reenactment. They are... Every one is more cringy than the last. I just sent it to my friends the other night. There's one where they're reenacting the wedding and the guy that they have playing Edward is like belting the um, Sleeping At Last song, the one that Bella loses her virginity to. Um, he's like belting that song to her as like they all look on and pretend like they're at Edward and Bella's wedding. I don't want to yuck anybody else's yum, but for me, it's it's not something that I feel comfortable even watching on TikTok. So to be there would be something else. Anyway. Um, and then just like a couple quick succession thoughts before I cut this off. <sighs> Guys, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening to our show? I mean, it's still so good. I was so stressed out, but I need Kendall to rein it in. He's making it very hard for me to have him as my favorite still. I feel like I don't really even have that many thoughts where like I can't even do a recap. I should have taken notes. I'm just wondering where it's going to go from here. But in my mind, because it's being rumored that Alexander Skarsgård, one of the loves of my life, has signed on to do season four. Like he's going to be a big character in season four. And he comes in in two episodes from now. And I'm assuming that what's going to happen is he's going to like buy them out or something. I don't know. But something needs to happen. I've been kind of wondering lately, I'm like, maybe what the show needs is for Logan to die. Controversial. But I'm kind of thinking that that might be it. Like, I think that they might just need, because this constant rotation of like, well, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Does he like Shiv today or does he not like Shiv today? Does he like Jerry today? Does he not like Jerry today? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? If I don't think that we could sustain that that much more. 
And, like, the last episode was great. I feel like it was, like, the best non-finale episode of TV possibly ever. Like, it was, like, finale caliber, but it was just plopped down in the middle of of the season, so it was so good. But I just need a little bit more direction. I need to know where we're going. The the plot line that we're looking at right now about um, Connor running for president and really being, like, the Trump candidate, give me that. I want that real bad. First Lady Willa. Give me that. Even more like Melania Trump uh, parallels with that one. You know, like the whole call call girl situation. Anyway, everybody, this was kind of all over the place. Thank you so much for listening to this week's yet again belated episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at I Just Want to Chat podcast. Make sure to follow us on TikTok at I Just Want to Chat podcast. And make sure to get a Bloody Buddy cup this week as they are the lowest price that they will be ever. Um, you can use my code want to chat for 10% off an additional 10% off of your already reduced sales price. And you will enjoy period freedom just as I am. Anyway, thank you so much for listening today. I promise next week I'll be better. Okay. I love you all. Bye.